When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. And welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding. I am another host, Simon Brooks. And I'm your host, Isabel Hauser, and we have some stories for you. This is a podcast where you will hear stories from long, long, long ago and far, far away, but we hope to bring you back safely. This episode is being recorded on Zoom, and if you would like to see the episode or watch it, you can do so on the Story Story Podcast YouTube page. You will find the link on our Facebook or on storystorypodcast.com. Hi, co-hosts. Hi, Rachel and Harding. Hi, Isabel. (laughs) So um, we as a host thought you might enjoy hearing a few short stories from us, your intrepid hosts, to finish out the episodes of the year. The first story for this episode is by Simon Brooks. So Simon, before you start us off with your story, is Mm -hmm. there something that you would like the listeners, the patrons, to know that they don't know about you? Why my social security and my mother's maiden name? No. (laughs) I'm going to keep those private. But there is one thing that I could share with you. Um, I know that some people know this, but not most of your listenership, I would imagine. I, uh, after my parents went through their divorce, I... I would visit with my mother, a good friend of hers, and her husband, Trish and Tony. And Tony played the drums. And so, because Tony didn't want to listen to girls talk, and I had no interest in it either at the age of 10, uh, he and I would go down into the basement, and we, he taught me how to play the drums. And that's how I learned to play the drums. And when I was 12 years of age, he sold me that very same kit, which I have sent photographs to you in case you want to put them on the podcast. And recently, this, uh, this fall, because... COVID-19 was driving me bonkers and I hadn't done anything that was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, wasn't solid, right? It wasn't something that was physical. Um, I decided to make myself a suitcase drum kit. So I had this old Samsonite small suitcase and I turned it into a bass drum. And then I added some other things and I now have a drum kit that fits inside a suitcase, which is also the drum kit. So there you go. That's pretty awesome. It's a little <laughs> I'll different. Those, I'll put those up onto the website for sure. And All so right. what story are you going to tell us today? I decided after a long, hard debate and much thoughtful and careful consideration, that I would tell a story from Germany. And that's the story of the Christmas. Well, I don't want to tell you the story title because it might just give it away. But it is a Christmas story. And I don't tell too many Christmas stories. But I, I really like the sentiment of this one. And this story happened a long, long, long time ago. And there was this family. And there were four, five kids in this family, mom and dad, and they're all happily married together. Yay! And they lived in this nice, beautiful little cottage. Now, the father, he was, uh, he was a carpenter, and his shop was right next to the side of the house. And sadly, one day, the house caught fire. And everything that they owned was lost, apart from the one thing, the one thing that they grabbed. 
And you might wonder what that one thing was, and you might wonder what kind of thing you might grab if your house was burning down. Well, they grabbed a box. It wasn't a very large box, but they grabbed this box. And inside this box, when you opened it up, it was filled with ornaments, Christmas decorations. And, and they were heirlooms. Some of them were just tin. Some of them were glass. Some of them were made of gold. Well, one of them was made of gold. They were made of silver. There were all these beautiful shapes and designs. And it was their most treasured possession. And that's what they wanted to keep. That's what they were able to grab hold of, this small box. Well, the carpenter's tools, they all went up in the, in the fire. They lost everything. But a neighbor pointed out that in the far, far end of the village, there was a, an empty cottage that nobody had lived in for years and nobody had heard from the family. And the town agreed that they could have that house. So they moved in and they started to clean it up. It hadn't been lived in for many 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 years and they swept and they dusted but when a broom was raised up to get the cobwebs from the ceiling the parents said no 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 don't 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 knock the cobwebs down and the children oh, why mom why dad it's our home they said and i can't bear to think that these spiders might lose their home as well we'll leave the cobwebs there and so they did well, the carpenter, he needed to buy new tools. So they sold one of the baubles, one of the Christmas decorations that they had. But then he needed lumber to work with. And so they sold another one of those baubles, another one of those Christmas decorations. And they needed food and clothes. And they sold bauble after decoration after bauble after decoration until there was one left. It was the one that probably had the least value. It was probably the oldest and it was wooden and it was carved by the mother's great, great grandfather. Well, they decided, they decided that they would bring a Christmas tree in. And even though the presents that they were gonna have that Christmas were not that many, and even though they only had one decoration to put on the tree, they thought they would bring a tree in anyway. They also brought in pine cones to throw into the fire because when you throw pine cones into the fire, they spark and explode. And that will be just as sparkly as they needed for that Christmas. So a tree was cut and a tree was brought into the house. And the spiders inside the house, the spiders that still had their homes inside the house, up in the rafters and in the, in the weave of the thatch, they looked at this thing that the family had brought in and they wondered why on earth Somebody would cut down a perfectly live tree and bring it inside a house and plant it again in a box. They got more and more intrigued as Christmas got closer and closer. Christmas Eve, they threw more cones on the fire the family did. They didn't say very much. The parents had been able to buy a couple of presents for the kids that they would have to share. And the children went up to bed and the family Husband and wife, they stayed downstairs and huddled next to each other, cuddled with each other, snuggled in with each other and watched the flames in the fireplace die down. And then they too went to bed. 
but the spiders by now, they, they couldn't contain themselves, and they dropped down one by one from the ceiling. These were indoor spiders. They'd never been outside. They'd never seen a tree. They'd seen them through the windows, but they'd never seen one up close. They'd never smelled. Oh, that smell. The spiders loved the smell. They went from branch to branch, from needle to needle, dancing all over them. Their threads following them. They danced all over the tree, up and down and round and round. And as dawn broke and rose over the horizon, the spiders scurried back up into the rafters, into the thatch. The husband and wife were woken up by the kids in the bed, of course. Bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. You know how it is. And they told the kids to go downstairs and find their presence under the tree. And the children, whose screams of excitement went down the stairs, suddenly stopped. And the parents thought the children must be really disappointed in just the two parcels under the tree. They got out of bed themselves and made their way down the stairs. And they were surprised, they were as surprised as the children were. For there, some magic of the season, maybe some old pagan spell, maybe the Christ child, nobody really knows. But those thin, thin threads were now gold and silver. And they say, in Germany, where this story comes from, this is where the first tinsel for the Christmas trees came from. The end. That was lovely. So you like that? Beautiful. <laughs> I love that. You know, I heard that one before. No! Isabel, your face when he got to the end was just delightful! I didn't see it because I was looking here. I was looking into the camera instead of at you guys. I'm so touched! This is such a beautiful story! Well, if you know, these, it's not my story. It's not your story. It's everybody's. All of these stories, well, I think all of the, I don't know what the, what the ladies are going to tell today, but all of the stories that I tell, they're, they're not my stories. They're stories that have been told for hundreds, if not thousands of thousands of thousands of years. So if you, including you, Isabel Hauser, if you like those stories, if you like the story that I told, then tell it. Because stories are like boots. They love to travel. So go ahead and tell that story, Isabel. Thank you, Simon. You're very welcome. <laughs> Today's fairy tale sponsor, See out the old, bring in the new Green Man Consignment Store. Bring your old, but not dead, clothes to the Green Man Consignment. We buy and sell clothes of all sorts, clothes that have been worn once by royalty and famous lords and ladies, clothes passed down from antiquity, great for everyday wear, ballroom parties, dress up, Halloween, and any other holiday or occasion you might wish to create a new look for. Bring in your old and come home with the new for you at the Green Man Consignment Store. Special discount for the Celts. Or is it Celts? Celts. Celts. <laughs> Celts, yeah. It's the Celtics, but it's the Celtics. Ah. Yes. So, Isabel, you're going to tell a story now, aren't you? But wait, what? You're going to tell us something that our listeners don't know about you. Yes. Well, out of the many things that the listeners probably don't know yet about me is that I love baking. 
And I'm convinced that the affection that you put into baking a cake or a cookie or a cupcake can actually be tasted. So it's a bit like the magical ability that the patrons have, but that's a magical ability everyone has because I'm convinced everyone can bake. And whenever I bake, I like to put sparkles and glitter on um, whatever I make. So Rachel Ann will know that because she has tasted my scones with um, golden sparkles. And um, now as we're coming up to Christmas, a very sweet tradition that I love is making Christmas cookies. And um, there's this traditional um, selection of Swiss Christmas cookies. I was thinking about how I could translate the names, but they're so Swiss German, like Brunsli, it's chocolate hearts, or um, Mailandeli, it's um, like you cut out different shapes, it's like a lemony taste, or um, Krabbeli, which is um, with the anise seeds. So they're great, and I've actually already made a couple, and it was wonderful and another holiday tradition that I love well it's not as much as a, a tradition as it's just something that happens it's Saint Nick who visits the houses on the on the evening of the 6th of December and here in Switzerland he always leaves a little burlap sack um, filled with peanuts and oranges and mandarins and gingerbread and chocolates so when I was a kid, I would always spend the evening of every 6th of December running around the house and looking out each window um, to try and see if I can um, spot St. Nick. More often than not, I couldn't because he always showed up at our door when I was looking out the other side of the house. It's always a big disappointment, but hey, I got a little burlap sack filled with goodies every year. And what I didn't know is that um, whatever Saint Nick brings is very country specific. So in Germany, um, people will polish their boots on the eve of um, the 6th of December. So on every 5th of December, people will polish their boots, place them by the hearth, and then during the night, um, he, uh, Saint Nick will come by and fill the boots with, um, you know, goodies like oranges and nuts and gingerbread like in Switzerland and the story that I'm going to tell you today is also a German story and it's about a very special Saint Nick's present but it doesn't start with Saint Nick's it starts many 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 years ago with a widow whose husband had died when she was very young and he left her a nice big estate. So she was quite wealthy. And because she was not only wealthy, but also beautiful, the men would stand in line and ask for her hand in marriage. But because she was not only beautiful, but also smart, she turned each and every one of them away. However, there was one man whom she liked, and that was her farmhand. She loved his strong hands and the way that nothing would 
ever face him. A bull could be running wild in the fields and he would stay calm. But in those days, a woman could not just walk up to a man and say, I like you, how about the two of us? So she said nothing. But she did have a hunch that the farmhand liked her too. And oh, he did. Not only did he find her stunningly, breathtakingly beautiful, he also admired her wit, her sense of humor, her cleverness. But in those days, a farmhand could not just walk up to his mistress and say, hey, I like you. How about the two of us? So they both said nothing. Time passed and there were stolen, secretive, longing glances and, and shy, occasional touches, but nothing ever happened. Until one day, the widow devised a plan. It was coming up to Christmas and St. Nick's was just around the corner when one evening the farmhand and the widow sat in the kitchen by the fire, had a cup of tea, and the widow looked at the farmhand and said, hey, are you going to polish your boots on the 5th of December and place them by the hearth to see if St. Nick's will drop a little present in them? And the farmhand, he laughed and said, no, not a child. Why would I do that? And she said, well, just for fun, just do it. You never know. Maybe he'll bring you something and you know, whatever St. Nick's brings you is yours to keep. And because she was his mistress and also because he wanted to please her, very late at night on the 5th of December, the farmhand polished his boots, put them by the hearth, went to bed, fell asleep. The next morning, he got up at sunrise, as, you know, he did every day. He went to the chicken coop, he fed the chickens, let them out, then he went into the stable, mocked the stables, fed the cows and the boots and St. Nick's long forgotten. Until the sun was already high up in the sky, it was coming up to lunchtime, his stomach began to grumble. He started to go back into the kitchen and then he remembered the boots and thought, well, maybe St. Nick's really did bring me something, an orange, some nuts, maybe even some gingerbread. Oh, I could do with some gingerbread right now. So deep in his thoughts, he went into the kitchen and his jaw dropped. Because there, by the hearth, were his boots. And in his boots was the widow, already a little pale around the nose, with wobbly knees, because she'd been standing in those darn boots since before sunrise, waiting for the farmhand to come in. She looked at him, his mouth agape, and he said, well, do you know, I did tell you, whatever St. Nick's brings you is yours to take and keep. What do you say? And well, what do you think he said? Ah, oh. before the church bells rang in Christmas, 
they were married and they lived happily ever after. Yay! That was excellent. I love I that. that one. Me neither. We all tell different stories in different, in our different countries, right? It's one of my favorite Christmas stories. And I remember the first time I heard it, I had goosebumps and I was so happy for the two of them. Oh. That's, that's a great story. I love that. And I was surprised. I was, I was like, what's going to be in the book? I should have seen it coming. That was excellent. Glad you enjoyed it. Thanks, Isabel. That's a lovely. So this episode is also brought to you by the new Magic Bean Patreon supporters, Jen and Bryn. Jen has the power of folding fitted sheets and could put good dreams into freshly washed pillows. Bryn is gifted in the language of the butterflies and she knows all their secrets. I don't know what kind of secrets butterflies have, but Bryn does. Jen and Bryn are also generous supporters of storytelling and this podcast, which is pretty cool. A big thank you to them and all the other patrons of the podcast. We couldn't make this podcast without you. You are the bubbles in our New Year's champagne. Does that mean they get up our noses? Is <laughs> <laughs> that what happens with your champagne? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, I don't drink it often enough. So yes, it does. So thanks, Bryn. That was, and, and yes, thank you so much for doing that. That's excellent. Um, the next story is going to be by our esteemed host, Rachel Ann Harding. So, Rachel, what what is something that the patrons don't know about you that you want to share? So I was thinking about this because when I was younger, I read a lot of stories. I read a lot of books, but my favorite ones, especially when we went, when we went on long car trips, was the Narnia series. I would take a couple of those books and I would read them on five, six, eight hour car trips. And I would just trade them out every car trip. And to this very day, if you pick up any one of those books, open it up and read me a line. I should be able to tell you where that is in the book, which book it is, what comes before and what comes after. It's uh, I might have to vanish and find one of those books up in my attic and I'm going to put you to the test. Part of me is a little worried about that, that somebody would do that. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you a story. Is, Isabel, do you think we should do that? I, I think I think Rachel Ann should put herself on, on spotlight so she's the main person and I'll go and grab one of the books and we'll put it to the test. What do you think? Shall we? Do I get to tell a story? <laughs> We'll do that as an extra for the patrons. There we okay, go. We'll okay. All right. That's a good idea. All right. Go patrons. tell your story. Sorry. We'll do it. Yeah. Please that welcome great. Rachel Ann Harding. <sighs> so this is a somewhat short story, but I kept thinking about it as I thought about which story I wanted to tell for this episode. This is a story about the Parsi people, which are a small group of people who live in India. They have extraordinary food and they have many of their um, people have risen to fame and, and, um, cultural relevance in, in the many, many hundreds of years that they've been in India. I think the most notable Parsi that everybody might be might recognize is Freddie Mercury. Now, the Parsi lived not in India, but a long time ago, their own country was overrun and they had to flee their country. 
they got in ships and they sailed down the coasts looking for a safe place to stop, to rest, to build their homes, to build their temples and places of worship. They first stopped in southern India, but soon were chased out of there. They made their way up along the coast until they came to a kingdom. Now they had some dealings with this king before, but they didn't speak the same language. And so when this representative of the Parsi came to the king and somehow communicated that they wished to come and live in his land and be his subjects, the king considered this very carefully. But when it all came down to it, he said no. He tried to communicate, we have many people, my kingdom is prosperous, taking in refugees is a risky thing to do, but he couldn't seem to get through the language barrier. So finally, he called for a large bowl to be placed in front of him, in between him and the Parsi representative. And then taking a pitcher full of milk, he filled that bowl full of milk until the milk rose and met the edge of that bowl, until it was almost bubbling over the top. And there the king communicated, we are full. The land is full and happy. Now the Parsi man sitting across from the king considered this. And there in front of them, they had been having tea, was a bowl full of sugar. And the Parsi man picked it up and he poured that sugar into the milk. Now the milk rose ever so slightly did not spill a drop. And in that way, the Parsi man communicated, we will add to your wealth by giving it more sweetness. And it was said that from that conversation, without any words, the Parsi were allowed to live in that country, to prosper, to maintain their traditions. And I hope we think about that as we know our cups are full and we are grateful for everything that we have, realizing there's always somebody across the table from us that can add a little bit more sweetness. That was so beautiful. Yeah, that was an, another great story. Another wow. Great story. That was Love really good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you. My host. And thank you to the listeners for listening to this Story Story podcast. Show them love, find storytellers online, tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. We are still in strange times for performing artists, but art is needed now more than ever. And so many storytellers are doing online events. So you, yes, you can see and hear some of your favorite storytellers of the podcast tell stories from the comfort of your home. These may be different times, but the opportunities to connect with the magic of live storytelling are abundant. Go and find your favorite tellers on the podcast and discover what they can bring to your home. Did you know that you can connect with the podcast on Facebook or Instagram at Story Story Podcast or me, actually it's not, Rachel Ann, at Rachel Ann Harding. You can see the fairy tale sponsor ads on Story Story Podcast Instagram and Facebook page. While you are there, let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. You never know. And uh, the beautiful 
weird, wacky brains behind the fairy tale sponsor were mine, I'm afraid. And the music from this podcast is uh, from Poddington Bear. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you. It's also made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for supporting the podcast throughout this year with your kindness and listening. Thank you, Simon and Isabel, for hosting episodes and making this podcast so much more delightful. And You're very welcome. <laughs> you will all hear more stories in the new year. But until then, live happily ever, ever after. after. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Happy holidays, everyone. However you, however you celebrate. Mary Kate opened up the door, and there, on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court. Just and just so you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute myself while you're recording, just in case Mahani comes in to pick up his stuff. Okay. Wait, I think we should all mute ourselves while the other ones are talking, like in the really talky bits when we tell a story. In the really talky bits. <laughs> I'm sorry, English is not my first language. I'm not you folks. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making fun of you. I think it's really fun. Because, I mean, we would say in the talkie bits. The only yeah, we, we totally would. It's just when you say it, it's really cute and fun. Whereas when we say it, it's just, we sound like idiots. Whereas you sound, you sound like glorious. All right. Are we ready? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Careful. Get it out, guys. Get it out. All right. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> All One right. More sip. One more sip. All right. <laughs> Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann.